True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm here with Alexander Felice, my new friend. We met a few months ago. And uh, have been chatting a lot. I've been on your show. This is the first time you've been on my show. Correct. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Alex, uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about the property you have, where it is, how big it is, and we'll jump right into it. Uh, yeah, my name is Alex Felice. I run brokersofchoice.com. I buy single and multifamily uh, rental real estate in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I uh, closed on that 24 unit in June. It was uh, a big deal for me. I know it's probably small compared to a lot of your other um uh, that's oh, a big deal, guests, man. But it's a big it, deal. It was good. I mean, you know, eight years ago, I was a total train wreck of a human being, and real estate really helped me uh, get, <laughs> get my stuff together. So closing this twenty four unit was was a big deal. Um, we bought twenty, like I said, twenty four units. It was I did buy it long, technically kind of long distance. I was in living in Las Vegas at the time. Uh, it was one million dollar property, um, one ones. Uh, one million dollar property, twenty units. 24? 24 yeah. units, all one ones. One bedroom. All one, one bedroom. Yep. One okay. bedroom. How'd you find that property? Uh, interesting story, actually. So I started my website, brokersofchoice.com, about two, a little over two years ago now. And it's been a really great beacon for bringing people who like my personality, which is rare. To, uh, <laughs> to uh, I have a very polarizing personality. So the people who do um, resonate with me, they reach out to me um, frequently. And so a guy c- comes out to me and he said, hey, I want to buy some single family homes in Fayetteville. I know that you've you've done well. How about we work together? So I helped him buy a few. Then he trusted me. And then one day he emails me and he's like, hey, I got this deal. I want to buy it. I have all the money, but I'm not sure that I can take it down. So can you help? Uh, yeah, sure can. Great. Sure so can. what was he looking for you? He had the money. He had a deal. Uh, where did you fit in? So he had the money and he had found the deal, but he wasn't closed. I don't. Um, and I, my experience with putting out deals for multifamily, the LOI obviously is more than just the numbers. You have to prove that you can close. You have to prove that you're going to be a good, uh, well, that you can close. And so he doesn't have, he didn't have much experience in that sales. He didn't have any experience in sales. He wasn't able to convince the, uh, the broker that he was a good, you know, uh, how do I say it? He wasn't going to be able to put it together. 
At the end of the day, the seller wants to know you're going to close. You're not going to retrade. You're, you're not going to be going back and forth, extending this out and, and wasting his time. So you, he felt like your partner felt like you'd be able to convince them uh, and do the sales of it. Which, so, which, which is what happened. Yes. Excellent. Which is what happened. And the other thing I did was I said, let's not pay for this with one person. Let's uh, bring in partners because uh, even though it was a small deal and we didn't really need any outside partners, I said, look, if we, if we make money for three other people that have um, big bank accounts, then when we go to the next one, they'll, they'll be happy to give us more. So we ended up, I raised the rest of the money. It was only, I think, a 280 total raise, 290. Um, I raised the other percentages from other people that I met for my website as well. So when you ask me how I found the deal and how I found all the partners, uh, I tell you, start, you got you to gotta have your own website. It's through your brand, your brand, your personality, your website. It's all the Alex Feliz package. It's like right? a digital resume, you know? Yeah. Like you These days, you know, you don't go get a job. Well, I wouldn't say a job, but if you want to get anything done, people are going to look you up. That's just the way it is. And unfortunately, if you look at my Facebook, I don't know what you're, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a treacherous field, a minefield right there. So you got to have a place where it's a little bit um, that you can send people to say, hey, look, I'm legitimate. I know what I'm talking about. And here's absolute proof. And it's not a smoke screen. It's not a funnel to sell you something else. It's like, look, this is really what I do. And so when you come to my website, it's unequivocally obvious that uh, I, I know what I'm talking about and I'm, I'm happy to put that out there. So and, and you've been speaking about it for a while. It's not like you set up shop yesterday. You can go through and see all the history of, of your posts and, and your, your photos and everything you've been up to. Yeah, and that's part of why I try to tell people, like, you know, start your social media thing now because you're going to need it in three years. You're going to need it in five years. You're going to need it in 10 years. You're going to need it in 20 years. Like, I don't know if you notice this internet fad. It's not going away. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It starts now. It all, you know, every, every podcast you've been on it, you know, it's a, it's a digital resume that people might be listening to this in 10 years and to hear that, you know, you can point and say that you were talking about this for, for 10 years. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting actually. Um, Binge culture. We live in binge culture that I didn't really notice it until I didn't really know we were in binge culture until Netflix said that we're going to remove The Office from, <laughs> from it. And I, that sounds like a crazy segue, but um, The Office is a show that ended 10 years ago and it's still the most watched TV show. Right. right. It's like binge culture is is built into us. So my whole plan with social media is to build. I don't do any self-promotion. I just put content out and I kind of I don't do SEO or keywords. I'm not trying to sell it. It's just I'm building a book. Mm -hmm. So when, like you said, in five, 10 years, it's like, OK, I'm not new. I've right. been doing this a long time. So when right. somebody finds me in five, 10 years and they're like, oh, this Alex guy, I found him because I'm going to get bigger. And then they can go through 10 years mm -hmm. of content to That's binge on. Yeah. The binging point is, is such a great, great point. Um, same, same for me. Very similar. You know, I had a YouTube channel for three years, uh, from wholesaling to flip fixing and flipping and my, my stupid single family rentals, but it was content to show that I'd been in the space and, and doing this and here's proof, right? And here's my thought strategy and, and all that. So, uh, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so this show, as you know, is about what happens after the close. So, so you, you came onto the team, you raised the money. I think you were very smart by saying, let's not do this all with one person because you wanted more people to get interested and more people to get involved, right? Yes. Uh, so it's gone well. Um, it's gone. My assumption is it's gone um, not as well as I had hoped to the same degree that everybody, when they buy their first one, it doesn't go as well as they hoped. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I think my not my naivety is was the appropriate amount for uh, my first deal. <laughs> uh, that being said, you know, we're, we're cash flowing. Uh, it's been some issues that I under appreciated how much they'd be. And then I also learned something. I'll never buy one ones again. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't like that. And I learned that the scale problem, 
uh, or the scale solution was one that I should have leaned heavier into, meaning I should have gone way bigger. The biggest, most of my challenges are a scale problem size. Let's talk about that. Uh, property management scales. Mm-hmm. So you pay less by percentage as you get bigger, which <laughs> uh, is immensely important. So right. I pay more for my property management for my lower class, lower volume than you do yeah. on a bigger deal yep. by percentage. That's huge. Uh, financing scales. Um, I know this because I've, I've been working in commercial banking for a long time, so I know that, but it's uh, it was a little bit diff- difficult uh, to implement. So your financing gets, as you get bigger, you're less risk. That's just that's just the nature of it. The bigger the property, the less the risk in it. I know that sounds, sounds probably backwards to new people. Um, so the bigger your property is, the easier the financing will be and, and the better terms you'll get because you know they can give you 4% on that 400 unit because it's gonna freaking pay. Right. But when on a small unit, and again, some of it's too because you're new. On a small unit with smaller margins, um, you got they got to get a higher rate because it's higher risk. That's just the nature of it. Uh, property management financing, um, the legal costs scale, or they they don't they don't scale with size rather. So you get disproportionately higher um, efficacy on uh, the cost of. You know, legal putting yeah, the infrastructure up. Absolutely. Even you know, legal documents for a syndication on a on a one and a half million dollar property are pretty much the same as a ten million dollar property. One hundred percent. So I didn't syndicate. We did a JV. Um, it didn't make sense to syndicate on this deal. Right. Um, right. And I was lucky enough that I had some good relationships. That I didn't have to. On the next one, I'll certainly have. To. I, I wanted to do it just for the experience, but it just fifteen grand on a million sure. dollars doesn't. Yeah. This, right. It was gonna be a waste of money, or it was gonna be an inefficient use of money. So, um, I think those are the other. Those are the big ones. Um, the other thing I messed up was, I know it's going to sound tragic. All I do is talk, all I do is tell you everything I did wrong. Um, I like it. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, it's real, right? No, I mean, that's, that's the point of this show, by the way, yeah. is to, and, and that's, you know, I started my very first episode was, was 20 minutes of me talking about how I had the wrong property management company in place. And I, I like to show off the, the mistakes because, uh, people are not talking about it enough. So you and I are agreeing on that, uh, the highlight real culture yeah. we live in with yes. social medias. Uh, I re- reject it. So uh, one of the things I did wrong, well, the rents are too low mm. and I, I, the next one I'll do is I'll buy market rents, whatever the regression of the mean says that in up and down markets, then that regardless of the fluctuation of the market, that the, the market rents will, anything that's too high will come kind of down to the market average mm-hmm. and anything that's too low will come down, but, but slower if they're below the market average. Mm-hmm. So the next one I'm going to buy will be market average rents where this one was a little bit lower. So, okay. So you don't mean that rents were under market per unit. You mean that compared to the rest of the market, this property commands lower rents. So what's the average rent price for a rental in your market? 1200 bucks a month? On my market, about yeah. 800 bucks. 800. So you want to buy a property that has $800 a month rents, maybe right. 900, depending right. on what, you know, what you, what you don't want is to get 600. Right. Right. Because, um, well, it, you're going to get the below average tenant because it's below average price. And so that, it's a C-class property that I bought. And I knew that going in, but I just, again, I just underestimated it at the margin, how much that would uh, impact me. How, just causes me more stress. Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't cash flow. We make money. It's going to be a good property. I'm very excited about it. I'm happy I did it. It's just, I look at it and say, the next time, you know, $1,200 a month rents. They're less work. And I don't know if this gets said enough, but the easier you make everybody else's job, the better your life goes, regardless of, I mean, you're going to make money. I mean, you have to make money first, but if you also can make money and you can make your property management, his job easy, um, he's going to be a lot happier to work with you. Right. If you give him a $600 a month rent tenant, that's a pain. 
Uh, it doesn't matter how much money won't make people work harder if they hate what they're doing. It's just the way it is. So yeah. uh, I, the next one I'll, I'll do it. So I try to make my private manager's life a little bit easier. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And uh, you're at the size, you know, like you said, with scaling. Um, for 24 units, you, know, you don't have any full-time staff there. You're using a third-party manager, right? Yeah, and some of this I'm thankful for because I had a property manager as basically a partner. He manages my other um, portfolio, and we've done a lot of business together. And so he said he came in and said he manages a few other small multis, and he came in and said, "Look, you're you're my 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 best partner. I'm going to do this. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get it running together." So in some ways, I got a lot of value out of out of. Uh, what he provides, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But if it had been anybody else, I don't know that it would it would go so smoothly. Um, and that just reinforces like if you can't replicate it, then you can't scale it. And if right. you can't scale it, it's not something you you got to get away from that. Absolutely. So for the next one, I got to work on something where I can uh, easily more easily bring in a third party. Like you said, if I got to fire somebody, mm-hmm. if I got to fire, I can't fire this guy. Right. It won't work if I got to get somebody else. It's gonna be a nightmare. Right. Um, it would work, but it would be, you know. It, so. I get all of that. Um, I do you regret buying that property this way? Absolutely not. No way. Right. So, so despite things that you would do better and different next time, you got in the door. You know, it's an interesting question. I, I go through this in my head all the time because it's the appropriate question. Like, what would you do next time? But it's framed incorrectly because I don't have a time machine. I don't know. If sure. You, if you do, please yeah, yeah. let me know. Back. There's a lot of things yeah. I'd like to. I got 15 years. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta redo. Um, uh, the, the the way to frame that question, I believe in. I don't, I think this is what people mean, but I just hate the way it says, what are you going to do differently next time? Because mm-hmm. I can't go back in the past and, yeah. and do different things differently. And you can't say, well, what would I do differently with real estate? It's like, well, I wouldn't buy any single families ever. I'd have gone straight to a hundred units, but that's not a reasonable right. thing to jump into. Right. Even with your knowledge, you got to have a track record. So for me, I look at it like this, like I'm going to make money in this property. It's going to return a very good return. Um, we're going to, we bought it for a million. We're going to sell for 1.5, 1.6 in a few years. Um, everybody's going to make money. We're going to make cash flow. Um, what would I, and I'm going to learn how to do it on, on a profitable, I mean, you know, there's kids going to college for history or art and they're coming out with $60,000 in debt. I'm going to buy this property. I'm going to make a bunch of money and I'm going to learn a lot more. Right. So, uh, do I regret it? Absolutely not. No way. And now look, I mean, most people in my experience and you know, maybe people's other people's experience is different. Most people don't want to take their first shot on you. Most people right. don't want to take the shot with you on your first shot. Yeah. And right. so I had a whole slew of people that are like, yeah, Alex, the deal looks good. I like you. I think you can do it. But just call me on the second one. Right. And that's a valuable. I look at that not as a negative, but more like, okay, good. This person's watching me. So now I have to succeed because then I am then I can go to them next time and say, hey, look, you said no to me on the, on the first one and I made money without you. So now I know I'm going to make money on the second one without you. Right. But maybe you can get involved if, Hop you're, on or if not. you're lucky. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and that's reframing it. You're not desperate for their money. You have an opportunity. Right? Yeah, and that's you know they teach you that in negotiations. Like you have to frame it like I'm going to do this with or without you. Mm-hmm. So get involved in the opportunity or miss out. And that becomes easier as you get a track record. I mean, it's easy to go into a negotiating table and say that. Right. But it's easy to be like it's much easier. It's much more likely that if if I can go to you and say, Hey, Justin, you know, I bought a 24 unit. And I'm about to buy a 50 unit. Like, yeah. Do you want to get it? Like, right. I'm, I'm going to do the it. Next logical I'm going to do it. I'm just yeah. telling you. I'm not inviting you. And <laughs> right. then, so now it's right. like, hey, now now you're in the position. You're not like, asking for my permission. You're you're going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to. If do I it. can hop on the train, great. If not, someone else will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that only I believe it's one thing to pretend that argument. It's another thing to 
to have it, yeah. you know, built into your experience and right. say, look, oh, I re- this is really going to happen because I and I have a track record now. So I think it changes the negotiating table a little bit in your favor. Yeah. And so so the point I wanted to get there is that even though you're saying, you know, I wouldn't buy one bedrooms again or, you know, this or that. Um, the fact is you did it. You bought it. You got experience out of it. You're making money on it. And you've positioned yourself for success on the next one and the one after that. 100%. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, the, one of the worst things you can do in real estate, I believe, is make too much money too easily too soon mm-hmm. because you get a you get a disproportionate. Um, you think you're better than you really are, right? Right. So, what right. if I had bought a one that killed it, and then the next one I bought was one ones, right? right. So now I learned some of the, these lessons about the yeah. scale problem right up front, yeah. which was good. Also, I don't know that I would have been able to close a sixty unit, two, three, mm-hmm. four million dollar building, five right. million dollar building right off the off the get with no experience. I don't know the bank would have dealt with me. Right. I don't know that the partners would have dealt with me. So in some ways. It's kind of like when you buy your first single family, if, if that's what people do. It's like the first one's your worst deal. Yep. It's just the nature of it because you got to know. You, you First, nobody with the really great deals is coming to the beginner, right? right. They're going right. to go to gonna go to Justin who's like, Justin can close. Mm-hmm. Let's call him up because we know he can close right. and we'll give him the pocket picks. Right. So by, so for the new people, you know, you're getting the, le- you're getting the low-hanging fruit and the low-hanging fruit has the least juice. Yep. That's just the nature of capitalism. But it's just a matter of, you're not getting rich on that first deal or the second or you're the getting, third. You're paying for college. Exactly, exactly. But you're getting it done. And if you can get it done and operate it well and pay your investors and do what you said, even if you can't pay your investors, but you can bring them along for the ride and explain, hey, here's here's where we missed our projection. And here's what we're learning. And here's how we're doing this and doing that. And here's a plan to get you your money back. You know, it's never going to go according to plan. Like you said, everyone, is, you know, you come in with a level of optimism. You're probably not going to hit it. That's OK. Uh, I think the investors sort of bake that into their their ex- expectations as well, knowing you're a first time operator. Um, so so that that's all comes together to, to say that. Just get that first deal done. Get in, get it, get it done. Don't don't go recklessly buying a deal. Uh, have solid make fundamentals. Money. Make yeah, money. Make exactly. money. Um, <laughs> Rule number one: Don't lose money. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, you've just got to pull the trigger and, and get get something under your belt so that you can set. I guess what I'm saying is, don't be don't be greedy. Don't feel like you have to take all the equity. Bring in the right partners. Bring in the right people so that you can just get that deal done, and then you can can set yourself up for the next. Perfection is the enemy of done. Absolutely. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is so close enough. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like I mean, you can spend your whole lifetime looking for the perfect deal, right. and and then never buy one. Right. Right. It it comes down to, and it's a delicate balance because you know you say that to people, and they're like, well, I can just go out and get something, and it's like, no, you don't want to go get something. Right. But. It's like if you buy the first deal that you come across, then you probably overpaid. Right. 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 <laughs> so Absolutely. don't be too excited. You know, right. you gotta say no to twenty of them and then say yes, kind of thing. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, again, it's like uh, you said it perfectly. You, you got to get it done so that people know you have a track record, and then I, and just know that the first one's gonna be the kind of the worst one. And be okay with it. You know, I, I don't like coming on this show and, and speaking about, it's not fun to be like, hey, look, these are the mistakes, but it's also, mm-hmm. it is valuable. And look, the deal still makes money. Yeah. And the, right. and the and, oh, and like you said, uh, we were talking about investor relations. That right there is a skill set that I believe escapes most people. Yeah. And so can you uh, email your investors every month and say, these are our challenges. They're real. Yeah. And I hate giving you, I'd love to say, hey, look, this thing is make, making way more than we had ever possibly could have imagined, but that's never going to be the case, right? Your projections are always going to be the most po- best possible way it's going to run. The reality is going to be 10, 15% less than your projections, right. you know, somewhere right. in there. So uh, let's talk about your plan for this property. What what was the plan? What are you doing now? How's it going? Uh, so the property was mostly occupied when we got it and I'd gone through the leases and I noticed that most of them were new leases. 
which should worry anybody because mm-hmm. you know that they try to stuff people in there to get it sold. And so I knew that, and they gave us some negotiating leverage. Um, it also means that the the um, the tenants aren't um, they're not seated. You know, they're mm-hmm. not seasoned in there. They're right. they're new, and so they can kind of. So we had a little bit more turnover than I had. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. Um, we don't like the tenants as much as I. Uh, <laughs> we, we like them less than I had than okay. I had thought. So my original plan was: look, it's like ninety six percent occupied or ninety five percent occupied. Um, so we'll just we'll cash flow, and so we brought in some extra funds, and we said eh, we'll do a little rehab as they go through, and that's what we've done. So we didn't put a lot of rehab up front. We just said let's get this as a cash flow property because I wanted to keep it simple mm-hmm. again because it's my first one. It's like hey, look, just get in there, and I'll pay you a return every quarter. Yeah, um, and we're and we're rehabbing them as we go, and it's getting better. Um, we fix a lot of deferred maintenance. Um, we missed some deferred maintenance uh, when we when we bought it. Nothing catastrophic, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, so the, we had it repaved um, yesterday. Oh, um, cool. So that's going, yeah, that's, I post, I'll be posting that on social media. Um, Great. Uh, so it's one of those things where the rents were a little bit below, call it $500 a month rents. We're going to mm-hmm. raise those to 600 We've already got about, about 15 20% of them changed. Good. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we are running a little cash flow tight because we are doing a lot of, like I said, renovations and, and the deferred maintenance. But my guess is... My, my expectation is this is going to be the worst year. Uh, the other thing they did, this is an interesting, I'm in lending, so I should have known this, but it kind of jammed me up. So I'm used to single family homes where you pay for your insurance by through escrow. Yeah. Well, they did something interesting with me on this, this loan. They made me pay my first year of uh, insurance to the company by month. And then they made me pay my second year of insurance to the bank through escrow. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't expect that. I didn't. I didn't anticipate that. It got me off guard. So my first month, instead of having an eight hundred dollar month or seven hundred seven hundred dollar bill, I had a thirteen hundred thirteen hundred dollar bill. Um, that hurt. Yeah. Well, in addition to my, def- you know, some of the deferred maintenance that we're doing and mm-hmm. doing these little rehabs, the bank also took five hundred dollars a month in escrow for repairs. Yeah. Um, I kind of knew they were going to do that, but I. Uh, you know, it's your first one. It's just dizzy. It's like, can I even close it? It, it is dizzy, right? And, right. And so now I have $1,300 a month that go out in basically artificial costs mm-hmm. that won't be there next year. And mm-hmm. some of that money we're going to get back. Right. And so my cash flow looks artificially worse than it really is. And so there's another thing. And, you know, it's easy to understand and I can show it to you on paper. But when you have to go sell it to your investors who are just like, where's my check? Yeah. Right. I don't really right. care about the nuance. Right. Right. Um, right. Which is the correct. Which is they're correct in that, but it's part of my investor relations to be like, hey, look, you know, it's forthcoming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these are things to really make sure that um, you know new people they do this where it's like, uh, you know, the advice is the same that you always hear. It's like be more cautious than you think, and that's easy to say. And I know, I know, you know, deep inside that everybody's going to make a lot of the mistakes I make, no matter how well you prepare. And so it comes back to what you're saying. It's like, you kind of got to get through it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I jumped out of airplanes in the army. It's like the first one you don't remember. They call it the first one you're blind jump. Okay. Right. Cause you close your eyes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't yeah. I can't even imagine. That'd be terrifying. Right? And you're jumping out of a C-130. There's uh, 60 guys next to you all doing it, you know, oh, ha- half a second at a time. And it's just a blur. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what's the first one like? It's like, I don't remember. It was a blind, it was a, they call it right. a night jump. Okay. Just close your eyes. <laughs> um, but then you do it 15 times and it slows way down. Mm. Right. Cause you get, you just get, get into it, it becomes mundane, yeah. right? Yeah. First time I bought my first house, it was like very exhilarating. And now it's like, oh, single family. Okay, whatever. When is it right. close? Okay, whatever. Right. just write the check. No right, go. right. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes mundane, which it, which which is, uh, it, in some ways that makes it, uh, makes it can make you arrogant 
because mm-hmm. you get a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, that's your best risk mitigation because you know the deal so well. Right. Right. Um, and and you, you've gone through all the steps over and over and over again. You've systematized your process and you understand and you know the, the order of operations and you just and it just comes with experience. And you've done it with partners if you're smart yeah. so that the, the next guy remembers a different set of things to remember than you do. Yeah. And so he can say, yeah, but Alex, you for, what about this thing that we, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we definitely don't want to do that again. Right. right, right. <laughs> uh, so partners, uh, the most, maybe the most valuable part of this business. Really, so uh, that's one thing that I say. You know, investing in real estate um, is secondary to investing in people. It's all about the people. I've never had a check written to me by house. (laughs) Right, check doesn't write. They don't have articulating thumbs. Right, check can't write a house. So one day. (laughs) (laughs) So humans, humans are the the real investment. Absolutely. Uh, Well, this is great. Uh, Where can people find out more about you? Uh, Brokersofchoice.com. Brokersofchoice.com. And the podcast. Brokersofchoice.com. The podcast. You know. I have an episode of yours that I yeah. haven't released. I know you. I knew you're gonna say we were, this is gonna come up. Um, I'm not good at podcasting. All right, check my YouTube instead. All right, Alexander. Go to, go to the YouTube. Um, we'll come visit you in Fayetteville. Uh, yeah, maybe as early as Wednesday, I'll be over there. So yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get some, some we'll get some check selfies. Out with you. And um, yeah, please uh, come back and share more. We appreciate you sharing, uh, being open and honest with us, and. Laying it out there, man. Make me sound good on this thing, man. I will. Well, you, you make yourself sound good. <laughs> I just great. came in here and just shat on my own deal for <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, yeah, I'm not calling that guy. No, <laughs> no you know, I, I, you know I, what I find is that the, the being open and honest um, brings brings more interest. And and, uh, and um, it shows that you're you're truthful and you recognize you don't have those. Everyone has blind spots. But for you to be able to speak about it and, and explain like, hey, yeah, I, I made these mistakes. Here is how I made them. But here's how I'm not going to make them on the next one is actually more powerful, I think, than saying, yeah, everything is rosy and we did awesome. Yeah. If the value of real on the Internet increases in the future, then I'll do incredibly well because yeah. I can't do anything but real. Well, that's that's a game I'm playing, too. So so hopefully it works out for both. of us. All right. Well, it's a race. All right. All right. <laughs> Alex, thank you for, for coming out. Guys, check out brokeisachoice.com. Alex's bio and all of his social links will be on our website, truemultifamily.show. If you have questions for Alex, please post them up on our Facebook page. Just search True Multifamily on Facebook and uh, Alex will be on there answering all your questions or, uh, I don't know, I'll twist his arm or something. So thanks, Alex. Thanks a lot. Uh, guys, uh, please tune in next time. Like, subscribe and share. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.